Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Passford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news, cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll talk to health coach Nicole LaPlaca. She'll give us tips on staying healthy at sea. Also coming up later on in the show, this is actually pretty cool because this is like a childhood friend of yours. Known her forever, love her, adore her, probably should have married her. <laughs> She's a private tour guide in Rome, Teresa Vondre. She'll be joining us, giving us some inside advice on Rome. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hello, Matt. How's it going? Very good. Let's get right to it. Carnival Cruise Lines re-signed for another year in Jacksonville. Uh, th- now, of course, this is good for Jacksonville, but... Do you think there's a concern with just extending it only one more year? Well, for some cities, they only extend for a year. Uh, In other cities where the futures look bright and cheery, uh, they'll do it for four years. So I certainly wouldn't, you know, look beyond, uh, well, okay, they've recommitted for another year. Why? Because the cruise industry business in Jacksonville is still very up in the air. Uh, The port has no idea where they're going to stick the business. Uh, you know, the cargo terminal was supposed to be there now, and Mayport is very resistant to the cruise industry. Right. Um, a lot of the people there are clueless as to the millions of dollars and the thousands of jobs that these the cruise industry uh, brings into uh, Jacksonville. So, you know, this just means that it's going to be there for a minimum of one more year, and hopefully they'll be able to get their act together to uh, <laughs> extend the industry, you know, extend the opportunity for this this great industry for years to come. We don't like change and progress here in the South. Uh, well, it's, I think it's just uh, relegated to uh, Jacksonville because, believe me, Savannah would love a shot at this. Norwegian has launched a lot of deals lately, like Kids Cruise Free, uh, Shore Excursions, and Bermuda Cruises. And are these just more whoop-de-doo fares, as you yeah, as I, you I so, so like to put it? My, you know, we got to beware of the uh, whoop-de-doo uh, sales, but. Uh, NCL has, has, you know, had many different sales. They've had back-to-back Bermuda. Bermuda specifically uh, has been having trouble attracting uh, passengers this year. You know, hence look at the the low fares. Not just on NCL, all the cruise lines are struggling uh, with the low demand to Bermuda. So all the cruise lines could do is lower their fares. And I would not be surprised if we see fewer ships in the future heading uh, to Bermuda going forward. But uh, I mean, there's there's all kind. Look, they've got a lot of ships to fill. And they're offering, you know, the latest thing, you know, the, the short excursion program's gone, um, kids cruise free, uh, you know, there's, there's free upgrades. There's all kinds of offers being, being made to entice uh, new bookings, and uh, there are some good deals out there. Speaking of Bermuda, Gene Sloan had on USA Today this week that Bermuda wants cruise passengers to stop stealing sea glass. <laughs> what's up with that? Well, what's, what's interesting is um, this is the first time I've, I've heard of sea glass, and there are people that make jewelry <laughs> out of sea glass. And what's funny is in the article that uh, you know you've got uh, passenger or, or um, residents on Bermuda that are watching as passengers that are literally going back to the ships with uh, five gallon uh, buckets full of sea glass. Now it's interesting because I've actually went and did a little bit of research. I saw uh, you know some of these passengers picking up the glass that are littered uh, across these beaches, and I can't discern whether or not it, if this is natural or this is just garbage. That just kind of washed upon shore because you know this one guy showed a a bottle, the top of a bottle of a beer bottle, a green looked like a Heineken bottle, 
That uh, and then what they're doing is they're turning around and making jewelry out of it. Now, if they don't want them taking uh, the the sea glass, well, then maybe they need to have some kind of a an ordinance or law enacted. Um, but it doesn't appear that these people are doing anything uh, illegal. Huh. So um, you know, it's it's kind of silly. <laughs> but uh, if this is uh, if this is natural glass and they don't want people taking it, well, then tell them not to take it. Right. Luxury Cruise Line Silver Sea acquired a Galapagos expedition vessel this past week. Uh, will we uh, ever see boycotts against ships in the Galapagos? We've like, actually Dennis? seen, I mean, there's, you know, we've seen environmentalists that have uh, staged um, uh, protests or, you know, let's say uh, uh, object, you know, they've been stating their objections to, they don't want to overrun the Galapagos. It's a very special, very unique area uh, of the world off the coast of South America that uh, right now enjoys many protective uh, protections about uh, overrunning the ship with uh, too many tourists. And, uh, look, you know, you could see uh, people protesting anything. And as you saw, we were just in Venice, and there were no protests, <laughs> uh, in, including the uh, Divina, uh, you know, the, M- the new MSG, the, which is the largest ship to ever enter Venice, was there. And it was a one-time thing, big deal, get over it. And I will tell you, it was nothing. Now, as you know, I got off the ship in Venice, and so as you guys were sailing by St. Marco Square, yeah. um, we were actually at the tail end of our gondola ride. Huh. So we were on the gondola as you guys uh, sailed by on Carnival Breeze, and what a beautiful sight it was to see from the ship, of course, but also from land. As the ship sails by, there was absolutely no wake, no disruption caused by the ship, and it's really a gorgeous sight to see a big, you know, 18-story floating building going by. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like people are going to protest, and that's life. But it's 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 an extreme minority, as as we've seen in many other cases in our busy lives. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from listener Sean in Albany, Georgia. I'm sailing Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas this fall for a week. And I'm wondering if cruise ships have laundry and ironing facilities, or do you have to pay to have your clothes serviced? Well, that's a double-edged question. Depending on the cruise line, will determine whether or not there are self-service or that they, you know, uh, laundry facilities, or they have to do it. Specifically on Royal Caribbean and on Freedom of the Seas, they do not have self-service laundry facilities. They do have laundry bags in the cabins where you can instruct, you can give the laundry to your. Um, cabin steward and uh, they'll send it down but either way even if it was self or them doing it you're still going to pay for it so uh, in this case uh, maybe you just want to bring uh, enough clothes to uh, cover yourself for the week yeah and i found that on carnival it's there's not a whole lot of cost difference between self-service and uh so it's like the gas station yeah you're, you're talking pennies but yeah. uh if, if you really need uh, they do have laundry uh, service they will take it from you and return it uh, usually same day very good we love you Stuart well you guys are just the best which is why <laughs> I listen to cruise radio oh boy this is cruise radio for over 42 years Park West gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art here's what actual customers are saying I've been collecting with Park West five six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. 
Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising Alaska this summer and want to book an unforgettable excursion, sign up for one of the dog sledding excursions offered in ports such as Juneau and Skagway. Try your hand at mushing with a team of professional sled dogs, often those who have competed in famous races like the Iditarod or the Yukon Quest. Dog sledding excursions typically take place on top of a massive glacier, so the adventure comes complete with a stunning helicopter ride to the top from the camp. Check out all the options offered by various cruise lines this summer in Alaska. For more information, try Google. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Happy to have with us health coach Nicole LaPlaca with us. Nicole, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, first, tell us about yourself and what exactly is a health coach? Okay. Well, I graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and I work as a certified health coach. And that means I work with clients on an individual and group basis to help them find a healthy balance between diet and lifestyle. I practice and teach in holistic approach to wellness, and that means focusing on a variety of issues ranging from career, relationships, and finances, with the foundation being nutrition, of course. Uh, because it's really important to know that when any one of these parts of our life is out of balance, it affects everything else. With so many choices to eat on cruise ships between like burgers, tacos, 24-hour pizzerias, and so on, what are some healthy options without starving yourself? Well, you definitely don't want to starve yourself, especially when you're on vacation having fun. Uh, My suggestion would be, you know that you're going on the cruise, you know what restaurants are going to be available because there's an itinerary and um, a map of the ship and the locations that you're going to be at. Do a little research before you go. Research the restaurant options prior to going out. You can map out the healthy restaurants and also take the time to read the menus. And keep in mind, you want to try and have a rainbow of day. That means choosing colorful foods, avoiding white foods such as potatoes, sour cream, and white sauce. Uh, The benefits of colorful foods, they're really high in antioxidants and vitamins, which help with hydration. Cruising in the sun go hand in hand, obviously. Um, Aside from water, are there any foods or drinks that are extra helpful to keep us hydrated? Definitely. Fruits are number one on my list for hydration. Fruits such as melons contain a lot of water, uh, like cantaloupe, uh, honeydew, and watermelon. And mangoes are another one of my favorites. Also, bananas and apricots are really high in potassium. 
And a fun way to get your uh, hydrated, hydration vegetables and fruits would just to be have a bowl. You could have like a fruit bowl, make it a rainbow of fruit, and then you could top it with coconut, which is really high in potassium as well. And for some people that are really sugar sensitive, you could just sprinkle a teaspoon of cinnamon on top of the fruit bowl. Let's talk about uh, one of my favorite parts of cruising, the alcohol. What, <laughs> what's a, what's, I'm not admitting it's any problem or anything. I'm just saying, right. uh, what's a good alternative to the 1,000 calorie pina colada? <laughs> well, there's lots of alternatives. And we need to also remember that moderate intake of alcohol actually improves cardiovascular health. So to have a few drinks, especially when you're on a cruise, is totally okay. There's mimosas, which are really good. You can have champagne and orange juice, so you still get the sweetness without having the 1,000-calorie pina colada. Uh, light beer is a better alternative than dark beer. In fact, Amstel Light is one of my favorite beers. There's red wine and Captain and Ginger Ale. And Bloody Mary is another really great healthy one because you have really low-calorie vodka and you're mixing it in with healthy tomato juice. So yes. you get the best of both worlds. That's what I've always said. It, I'm getting a good <laughs> meal in the morning with my Bloody Mary. Right. It's a hair of the dog, too. Yes. <laughs> Nicole, you being the health coach, give us your top five healthy travel tips. Okay. Well, 30 minutes of cardio each day. This could be in the gym or walking on the deck or even at the beach. Whatever it is, enjoy the scenery. You're out there having fun. You're on vacation. If you have a travel partner, have that travel partner commit. Hold each other accountable to maintaining your fitness goals while you're on your cruise. You can also practice healthy choices prior to the trip. And also remember that being healthy is a lifestyle. And then, of course, hat, sunglasses, and sunscreen. We need to take care of ourselves inside and out. And I guess the bottom line for healthy travel tips is to follow the 80-20 rule, which means eat well 80% of the time, and if you want to kind of goof off the other 20%, that's totally okay. Have fun, love yourself, and eat well. I can live with those. She was talking to you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I could feel the judgment through the phone line. (laughs) Um, There's never judgment. A health coach never judges. You can find out more at lyricalnutrition.com. And, Nicole, uh, anywhere else? My Twitter handle is NMLCalifornia. I also have a Facebook fan page, and that's Lyrical Nutrition, and it's on Facebook. Very good. Health coach Nicole LaPlaca, thanks so much for being with us on Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I am Teresa, and I'm working with Love Holidays. So what are the must-sees for cruisers who are visiting Rome? Well, obviously you want to hit the ancient city, which would include the Colosseum and the Forum, but that's a pretty crowded excursion, so I would definitely suggest booking maybe a tour in advance, maybe do a group, small group tour or a private tour so that your tickets are already purchased and you don't have to wait in any lines. Um, I would also absolutely not miss the Pantheon, and that's just in the city center in a piazza. It um, doesn't require a ticket, but it's the best preserved ancient building in the world, and it's absolutely stunning. You can get through the Colosseum and the Forum in about two hours with a guide, yeah. but if you show up and just have to wait in line, then you know I think if you're a cruiser, your whole day is a, a little bit, well, maybe at least half of your day is shot, so I wouldn't suggest that unless you've prearranged it. But just, just the Colosseum, for sure, and the Pantheon. Yeah, but again, the, the line for the Colosseum right. sometimes can be up to two hours, so you want to make sure you have your tickets organized before you show up there.
especially in the summer. Any other must-sees? Well, obviously the Vatican, you know, and that's kind of the same level of commitment as the, in fact, more of a commitment than the ancient city, because it just literally physically takes longer to go through the Vatican Museum, the Sistine Chapel, St. Peter's Basilica. I'd say you really can't get through that in under two and a half, three hours. Rome is a walking city. Um, Any suggestions you have for cruisers getting off and spending the day in Rome as far as like hydration or what kind of shoes to wear or anything? Um, Well, I tend to wear sandals or flip-flops just because I keep my feet nice and cool, um, and I walk well in them. But if you're not somebody who can do that, definitely wear tennis shoes because otherwise you're going to end up with blisters or twisted ankles because you're walking on cobblestones. Um, Hydration, buy a bottle of water, and uh, you can even buy a little one. And you will notice all around Rome there are fountains on every street corner and every piazza, and you can use those to fill your water bottles up as you walk around. It's um, fresh water coming from the mountains on aqueducts. Aside from those stereotypical things, uh, you know, the gelato or the pizza or the this or the that, well, what are uh, some of those things that you'd recommend, but also the uh, local secrets that you might want to explore? Okay, so if you want to do something slightly different than these kind of uh, big tourist sites, um, a couple of my favorite things are a church, a basilica called San Clemente, and that's really near the Colosseum. And it will show you, um, literally, you will walk uh, from as you enter into the church, which is an 11th century Christian basilica, you'll walk down some stairs and you'll enter into a 4th century Christian, early Christian church, and then you'll walk even further down into a 1st century AD pagan temple, a Mithric temple. Um, And it's very cool. In fact, in the summer, it's a nice thing to do. Um, Just the trick with any church is that it's closed in the middle of the day. So you either have to do it in the morning or in the afternoon because all of these church sites close, except for the Vatican, close in the middle of the day, Um, which is, you know, probably when you're going to want to be eating lunch. So eat lunch, go do that in the morning or in the afternoon. Another one is the Cappuccine Crypt, which is on Via Veneto, and it is completely, unbelievably creepy. But basically all of the Capuchine monks at this church exhumed the bones of their fellow monks um, because they wanted to bury each other in this kind of special soil from Jerusalem and didn't have enough space. So as they filled up, they would exhume the old ones, and then they created this crypt out of all of the bones of the monks, kind of mosaics and chandeliers, and it's it's pretty spectacular. Um, otherwise, uh, there's a really great Christian catacomb you have to take a taxi too, so maybe for the day in it might be a bit much, but it's called Catacomb di Priscilla, and it's beautiful and really interesting. I mean, the other two things I would suggest if you can prearrange them, um, and they really do have to be fairly well prearranged, are my two favorite things to do in Rome. Um, one is to go underneath St. Peter's Basilica into the ancient Roman city of the dead, the necropolis. That's called the Scavi. And it has to be booked through Vatican, Vatican City. You actually have to go to the Vatican website and pre-book that tour. It's a very limited number of people that can go on it. And it fills up really, really far in advance. Uh, but it is spectacular. And if, you know, if you're interested in Christian history, um, you, and if you're especially interested in Roman Catholic history, that's where you will see the tomb of St. Peter hmm. and the bones of St. Peter. Um, and otherwise, the um, Colosseum run archaeological tour of the substructure underneath the Colosseum, um, which also needs to be pre-booked directly with the Colosseum. It's fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much, Teresa Vandre. Thank you, Matt.
All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have our Cruise Radio app. Take it with you wherever you go. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. Don't forget to sign up for our cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email in the box on the upper right-hand corner of the website. That's it. All right, then. (laughs) Yes. Sounds good to me. Perfect. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. (laughs) This is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.